Life is short, make it sweet, as a country song says. I don't listen to country music. Okay. We got a lot of stuff to cover. I want to do some follow up. Oh man, let's do this. I'm thinking about calling this segment the Mott's Fam update. Mm. Does that sound reasonable? Love it. This is a this is our Mott's Fam. M F U. No, never Wait mind. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is uh, our Mott's Fam update because we we had two big milestones that we reached just this past week. It feels a little bit like karate class that we're giving out new belts. Hmm, that's right. Uh, wax on, wax off. Give me one more reference to show your karate. Uh... Mm, paint the fence. Well done. Thank you. First off, we have our first fan art from Chelsea A, who is already part of the Mots fam. Mm. She even downloaded iTunes on her Windows PC so she could give us a five-star rating in iTunes. That's dedication, Nate. What a great fan. Yes. What a great family member. That's right, a family member, a Mott's fam, and she did a Sapphire Sea Slug fan art that is just exquisite, and it's on our Instagram. It is very good. We'll link to it in show notes. Encourage you there. Now, we we did not have fan art in our uh, 3D triangle levels, but I feel like it warrants skipping up. Absolutely. It's an insta level up. That's right. Our two highest levels are the Diamond Dingo, and the Emerald Elephant. We might need to save the elephant for our next Mott's Fam shout-out. Right. I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think Chelsea jumps up to the Diamond Dingo status. Would you agree, Nate? I absolutely agree. The council is in one accord. Perfect. Well, we have our first Diamond Dingo, Chelsea A. Thank you, Chelsea. Triumphant okay. music here. Is that a coronation music? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Per- I'm so- That's the first thing that came to mind. Perfect. Triumphant coronation. Would you rather I sing uh, Officer Krupke? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I could do uh, Officer Krupke, you're really a square. This boy don't need a judge, he needs an analyst care. It's my solo. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, Stephen is in the an ensemble uh, of a West Side Story That's right. orchestral orchestral performance. That yes. So you don't have to really dance around, right? No, but I, sit, I stand up from a chair, I sing my piece, and I sit back down. It's the best kind of concert. Perfect. Well, our second shout out is to our longtime Mott's family member and fan, Cecily. Cecily. Cecily has become our very first Patreon supporter. Woo! Cecily, thank you so much. Yes. Cecily, you're the best. And I think this one It literally made my day hearing this news. Yes, me as well. And so I think I think Cecily jumps all the way up. She's already posted several pictures of herself listening to Mott's, appreciating the show. Nate, would you agree? Cecily jumps straight up. To the Emerald Elephant. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Cecily, thank you. You are our first Emerald Elephant. Congratulations. You have broken 25 cinder blocks allegorically. I saw I don't get the reference. Is that a power team reference from like No, it was just a it was just sort of a, a karate reference of mm. like how you would get a black belt, but okay. You know what? Bad tie in. That's okay. 
Hi, you have tamed the. What? I was trying to do a karate sound. <laughs> Cecily, thank you. Yes, thank you. And because she's our Patreon supporter, for the rest of you listeners, if you enjoy movies on the side and would like even more movies on the side, Nate and I are going to do something new and exciting. Mm-hmm. We're going to record some bonus content just for. Sorry, it bothers me when I say fur instead of four, so I'd, I'd like to do that again. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> We're going to record some special content just for fur. Patreon paid supporters. If you would like to support the show because you love it and would like even more of Nate and I waxing poetically about a great many things, mm-hmm. you, can, you can go to patreon.com slash movies on the side, right. and there'll be a link in show notes and on the website, and you too can become a supporter and get great bonus content. You'll be able to see Steven in his mocap suit he wears every time so that we can... I don't uh, know what that is. Mocap is short for motion capture. Now, that is uh, when you put the small little ping pong balls on you, crawl around, and they transform you into smog <laughs> in post. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Smog. Smog. And this week, we're going to do something fun. Uh, we found a quiz. Nate, I haven't even told you this many details about it. But <laughs> we have a 300-question a quiz. We're not doing all 300 questions. Don't worry. But it is a 300-question general knowledge quiz that mm-hmm. was given to current college students in America. Right. And starting with the simplest question to the most difficult. And we're going to present some of these questions to each other and see how we compare with the average American college student. And this is for Patreon supporters or is this for now? This is for Patreon supporters only. Ooh. So Cecily will get to enjoy this and anyone else who would like to begin supporting movies on the side there, you too will be able to hear this gold content. Join Cecily on the, on the top tier. That's right. Hold on a second. Yes. Um, Stephen, uh, my my father is here. Um, what? Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Robles. There he is. What did he? Wait a minute. Oh, hold on a sec. So I am I'm currently at my my parents' house and uh, recording down in their basement. So my father came down to check out what was going on. Uh, is that your Is that your dad's actual voice? That is his actual voice. I mean, it's a it's he announced it up a little bit, but uh. Yeah, he's a P- PA announcer for the uh, high school football team in the area. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Metamora High School for tonight's Mid-Illini Conference matchup between your Redbirds and the Rockets of Limestone High School. You see? Wow. Nate, that was incredible. Steven's flabbergasted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He needs to be a guest on the show. Well, all right. We can invite him on. Hey, ask him. Is he still there? Is he still yes, there? He's, he's, he's right here. Ask him what would be one of his favorite movies that he would like to review on this show. He said he has to ruminate on such things. He can't just answer fl- flippantly. <laughs> he really wants us to review Life of Pi. He's really got Life of Pi thoughts. Well, we should do it, and let's have him as a guest. Perfect. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous now, because if he's a guest, everyone's going to want to hear his voice and not ours. But Right. We could try, we could try it anyways. Um, now we'll I'm going to try to talk deeper. <laughs> so for our movie this week, we did Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, the Disney movie, starring John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman. Nate, did you see the original Wreck-It Ralph, and what were your thoughts? 
I did see the original. I found it reasonably charming. I enjoyed seeing the elements of arcade and Nintendo games right. in a movie. I enjoyed seeing Bowser in a movie. I think the original Wreck-It Ralph had a lot of fun callbacks for nostalgia mm-hmm. for the adults watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a fun story. I think it was a fun story. Maybe we'll do the original as an official review sometime. But this sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, takes Ralph and Vanellope, Sarah Silverman's character, on a different journey. Mm-hmm. And we leave the nostalgic arena of an arcade, which, you know, I, I didn't think to ask until just now, but did you ever do arcades growing up before video game systems? Not really. Maybe every once in a while I jumped into one, but for the most part, if there was one or two arcade games at a pizza restaurant, right, right, I'd hit up one of those, for example. There was one in the mall near the food court. Yeah, periodically, maybe a few times a year I'd go in there and there was actually a, a more, and these still exist, but a we called it Fun Central, but it was one of these places that has arcade games and like skee-ball and mini golf Mm, mm -hmm. and ours growing up had bumper boats there was actually bumper boats in this uh, whoa yeah it was this is a nice place and there's actually where i played the arcade game for x-men which will be germane in a future episode that's right but anyway ralph breaks the internet this movie takes record ralph and vanellope through the internet and we get a lot of references to current internet things and you know there's some fun things there but i wanted to ask too did you see the emoji movie no i heard it was horrendous from reviews actually probably so bad we should do this on the podcast yes i assume the emoji movie is just like exactly like this movie it is actually very similar because it's trying to portray the internet in this fun kid-like way Mm-hmm. You know, if, if these movies portrayed the internet in reality, it would just be a shot of a big server building, <laughs> you know, with a bunch of like servers up and down hallways. I thought you were going to say like a bunch of angry Twitter trolls just kind of roaming well, the streets. That comes into play later in this Ta-ta. movie. So anyway, record, Ralph Breaks the Internet. 88 slash 65 is the split on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics mm-hmm. actually give this movie 88%. It's a pretty high score, but mm-hmm. audience, audiences, not, not so much, 65. Mm-hmm. So the premise is, in Vanellope's car game, she is doing her own thing, racing, and somehow the steering wheel breaks off the arcade game system and is not easily replaced. And the arcade owner is like, well, we'll just scratch this thing because I can't get one of these parts. It costs too much. And then they go on this journey through the internet to try and find a replacement wheel on eBay and hilarity ensues. Were you about to say something or you just just breathing in? I just, yeah, just gasped in thinking about the product placement in this movie and what kind of deals that this movie has with internet things. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about like, what is the financial relationship between, is this a DreamWorks? This is a Disney. No, this is this Disney. Is Disney. Di- yeah. Right, right. Obviously, they have all the Disney princesses. Right. Between Disney and like Facebook or eBay, I would guess. They do They do eBay. I think with their Amazon makes an appearance. All the social media networks get airtime. Uh, there's the allusion to Google, which is the, the search engine guy. Right. Which did you? I found I found him funny. Did you like the the search engine? Guy? Yeah, I thought he was great. Voiced by Alan Tudyk. 
knows more. I thought he was lovely. Yeah, and he was like auto-completing people's searches. I thought that was funny, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed him. Interesting. You don't seem to have a search history. Well, let's start one for you. What can Nosemore help you find today? Um, Umbrella. Umbridge. Umami. No. Noah's Ark. No doubt. Nordstrom. Uh, ergonomics. Urban Outfitters. Urkul. The one I'm most curious about, which later in the movie, you know, YouTube. But was it actually YouTube or did they, didn't they have something? Uh, wasn't it called something else? BuzzTube. BuzzTube. Okay. So they they called it BuzzTube, a play on words of BuzzFeed and YouTube, which I guess omits them from some kind of <laughs> copyright infringement. Right. Okay. And they probably did that because they do paint it in a pretty poor light later in the movie. But let, let me ask, what are your thoughts on John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman's chemistry as Ralph and Vanellope? Stephen... <laughs> I really liked them in the first movie. Yeah. I thought their unlikely friendship was great. I would usually say that Sarah Silverman's voice, there's a sort of a limit that I have when listening to yeah, her. Yeah, right. There's a certain, like, you can get kind of over Silverman <laughs> after a while. If we nickel and dime it with family, it will take 20 years to make enough money to buy the wheel. For whatever reason, that Vanellope character, the animation on that is so perfect with the voice yeah. that it kind of holds off. I'm not sure if I could do an, another movie, but I wasn't sure I could do this movie necessarily. Uh, John C. Riley's also has a great voice for Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. I found their relationship in this movie having important points about friendship and important points about not holding too tight and a call back to Tom's appearance on the show emo dep emotional dependency right. <laughs> right yes very good their actual relationship i am i'm a bit tired of wreck it ralph and vanillope yeah I, i'm with you there and i think you know this the messaging this movie was trying to give which i go well let's just go deep right here sure the message is as even close friends you know sometimes someone wants to do something different Maybe a friend is moving away, a family is moving away, or just, you know, wants to do something different. And that doesn't mean that the friendship is over or that the relationship is done with. It just means that friendship wants to do something different. And so in the movie, we find Vanellope discovers this other video game with... Uh, Slaughter Race. <laughs> Slaughter Race with Gal Gadot voicing Shank character. The most obviously voiced cameo of all time. I was like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And so Vanellope discovers this game and she loves it and it's dangerous and she goes to race like crazy. And so she wants to stay in that game and she doesn't want to return to the arcade life. The movie is sharing this with us and it's like, you know, this is what makes her happy and she wants to stay here. That doesn't mean she doesn't like Ralph or doesn't want to be her friend. It's just mm -hmm. she wants to do this thing. And the movie goes on to portray Ralph as going to extreme lengths to keep her in the arcade and to not let her go to this game right because he, he wants to hold on to vanellope closely i can see where maybe as a younger kid if you had a friend move away sure you know some a close friend that you knew for a few years you, elementary school you grew up and their family's moving away this might actually help a kid process that right and maybe put some words to the emotions if anything, I think the movie is useful and did that fairly well, even if it's problematic in other areas. I agree. I agree. That is 
uh, a great point, and I think it really gets to the heart of one friend just wanting things to stay exactly the same way that they are now, and one saying like, "Well, I have dreams that uh, that will change things," and that she experiences guilt of like, "Oh, but he's so happy with the way things are now." I, I like that part. Other parts I liked of this movie in general, all the callbacks to old internet things were fun and you know kids something kids will never get but they had like a, a geo cities <laughs> uh cameo and a, a netscape right uh netscape somewhere was in the movie and so that was fun you know it's fun to see an ebay auction type thing happening did you like the web ads the people that are like jumping up and screaming yes click here actually that was my for the most part, I found the internet sort of like 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 I've seen it before, or not incredibly creative. Like it was fun, but wasn't super creative. So I really liked the guy who pops up with the pop up ad yeah. that they click on, and he takes them to the guy with the little growth <laughs> of a second. I think that was Double Dan, voiced by our friend Alfred Molina, Doc yeah. Ock. Right. spider-man 2 that was cool that's that scene was a lot of fun it was like don't look at it just whatever you do do not look at his little brother oh his little brother what what are you looking at nothing you looking at my brother no, sir. don't you look at my little brother oh, I wasn't. he's very self-conscious i had two parts of this movie that i really liked and every other part i could take or leave and that's yeah. my official review of this movie one that scene with a little growth face on the neck. And the second scene was the Disney princesses and the slaughter race song. Yeah. The music created by Alan Menken, the musical break. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Those were fun. The the Disney princess thing. I thought was pretty hilarious. I thought that was pretty great. What kind of a princess are you? What kind? Do you have magic hair? No. Magic hands? No. Do animals talk to you? No. Were you poisoned? No. Cursed? No. Kidnapped or enslaved? No. Are you guys okay? Should I call the police? They made fun of themselves. The the Disney princesses also make the cameo at the end to save Ralph. They all kind of team up. And that was kind of fun. Using all their skills. (laughs) Yes. A little bit of a Marvel-esque combination of powers. Somewhere in there, they said, like, all you have to do is find reflection in some sort of water or, like, inspiration in one form of water. Right, right. And I I loved that, where Moana's like, the ocean. And Mulan goes, like, there's a reflection in a pot. Wreck-It Ralph, in the movie, gets on BuzzTube. They're trying to earn actual money to pay for the steering wheel. And it it was kind of hilarious, the scene where they thought the auction was just, like, it was a game to try and get the most or the highest price for this thing. Right. Oh, man, this guy's good. He keeps coming up with numbers like it's nothing. I have three and a quarter. Do I have 350? 350, 350, 350. 1,000! 1,000! We now have a bid of 1,000. Way to go, kid. That is a huge number. Shank, Gal Gadot's character, tells them, hey, you can make a lot of money on BuzzTube if you make funny videos. And she makes Ralph's first video, and he gets millions of views. And so we enter the world of BuzzTube, which is... Blech obviously youtube like it's obviously supposed to be youtube right i kind of like the portrayal of the algorithm being this lady that's like yeah no not that uh yeah that and the trope of yeah your video was cool like 30 seconds ago but yeah we got this other thing now 
I am the head algorithm of BuzzTube, which means I curate the content at the internet's most popular video sharing site. I thought it was a pretty accurate portrayal of how YouTube treats its videos. And it was, I think it was pretty self-reflective. I thought that was good. Right. And then, you know, Ralph thinks this is the best thing in the world. Millions of views. Everybody loves him. They're giving him hearts. The hearts is what transfers to actual money. And then Ralph enters the room where there's comments and he finally sees the comments on his videos. Which were pretty mild compared to real life comments yeah. on videos. <laughs> they were definitely the... Because this is a PG movie. <laughs> yes, they were PG comments. And the algorithm lady comes in behind him and says, oh, I'm sorry you had to see this. This is like the real... Like, never go into this room, please. <laughs> right. I think that also was maybe important is too strong of a word, but I think that was a valuable thing to show kids like even my kid i have a 10 year old now as of mm -hmm. a couple of days ago to know like this there is a double-edged sword to the internet as a whole right this is the other side i think they did that fairly well maybe this is something that i'm just finally learning maybe this movie didn't resonate with me very much because i am a cynical internet user adult with no kids what i hear in your voice is you appreciate the lessons that it teaches kids i don't have a kid myself right. so i'm a little bit more like it's not as enjoyable to see for me to see a really naive grown ralph trying to get a bunch of hearts on here but i understand like yeah that is a real lesson that you should learn as a kid or if you're a first time internet user. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I also see if you removed those lessons that the movie is trying to teach, you do, it's not really great. This is not a great Disney movie. You know, that's the bar. Right. But things that I have heard my kids say, both my seven and 10 year old, like they want me to take a video of them doing something and they will say like, hey, post that on YouTube. So we can get a bunch of likes. Well, yeah, and, and the and design. famous. I have actually posted a mildly produced fight scene. They dressed up as Black Panther and Captain America, and they did a, a video of that. I'll put a link uh -huh. in show notes for, for viewers to enjoy that. Oh, boy. We're doing exactly what BuzzTube does. Well, here's the thing. I didn't put it on YouTube. I put it on Vimeo, where no one goes to brass videos. <laughs> And just sent the link to family and friends. The elephant graveyard of the internet. <laughs> right. But I'm resistant. And sometimes they'll say like, hey, take a video and, and post it. And I'll take the video and definitely not post it and just, right. just glaze over it. This will be for your graduation video someday. <laughs> we'll make a super cut when you're older. But they, they want it to be on YouTube because they want people to see it. Inevitably, I know if I were to show them, hey, it's on YouTube. I know the next question would be how many views because they see other YouTube videos like dude perfect or uh, these other like fun right. videos. 25 million views. Right. And there is, I don't think a kid has the concept to know 25 views for your video, even though you think this is a masterpiece of produced film <laughs> and it only has 25 views algorithm is not going to like this and you know this is not something millions of people want to watch it'll be an instant comparison and they'll say oh man my video has 25 views this other kid which you know i told you about the ukuleles last time 
we found this girl doing ukulele like tutorials. Sure. Two million views. Yep. And she is, I'll send you the link. She's fine. She's great. She's great. But like two million views. It's, she's 10 years old. Right. And she got $30 from YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So I think for what it's worth, those lessons are valuable. And they, they still did it in a fun-ish way where we could all enjoy the movie together, but also still kind of have this in our minds to think about. So. Could I give a, a yeah. quick uh, PA announcement? Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> as an artist who has social media... Uh, in an online presence, let me tell you something. Chasing likes or views in any way is not um, corollary or causatory to success. <laughs> Made up that mm, second word. That's fine. There are times where I've done a project and it went quasi-viral, I guess, and had upwards of like 45,000 views and a bunch of stuff. No work yeah. came from that. I've had like, mm. and then I've had things where basically no one has seen it and someone, you know, someone sees it and goes, Hey, I have a project for you. So for those out there that are artists or that want to start a business, chasing numbers is not necessarily the way to success. I find that word of mouth with real people much more effective than 200 shares to the people outside of your circle. Thank you for coming today. Uh, Entrepreneurials Unite. That was an excellent PSA though. And I, I would like to continue down for just one more moment. Have you ever seen any Black Mirror episodes on Netflix? I've seen one. Did you see the one with Bryce Dallas Howard? <laughs> not, <laughs> not, because, not because she's in it, okay? <laughs> my google alert came up there's something new that bryce dallas howard's in listen no i don't think so. i don't think so okay well i saw the only one i i saw oh no that wasn't even black mirror okay shoot okay well any american electric dreams or something anyway never mind her episode is this dystopian future where everyone has a five-star rating attributed to them that is affected by any oh i did see this daily interactions you did see that movie yes that episode yes that seems really dystopian and like no it'll never go that far but i just sent you a picture nate and i would appreciate if you could take a look at it real quick this picture is of a billboard in new york city i believe a mkbhd the youtube star posted this he does tech videos and such and this billboard is an advertisement for youtube so i think it's germane to the movie we're talking about here and the headline is prime time is now personal and the subtitle says anytime every day everywhere youtube so this idea that listen youtube is the entertainment for the 21st century there's you know there's always content available whenever you want it from whoever you want it from sure and they have seven youtube stars that presumably millennials will recognize mm -hmm. i didn't recognize anybody except for the tech guy mkbhd is on this billboard but they have every creator's name under them. And under their name, Nate, can you tell our listeners what is under each person's YouTube channel name? The number of subscribers. The number of subscribers. In the millions. In the millions. But I feel like this advertisement is a metric for an individual. Sure. 
almost saying how valuable each of these creators are because of the amount of subscribers they have. And looking at these numbers, I was immediately curious who had the most. Just like last week, we were curious of who had all the Instagram followers. That is true. That is true. And so I, I just want to enter this as a point of information. Exhibit A. I think that that plays into your PSA about social network views and likes, and also maybe the direction the culture is going. And again, why maybe Wreck-It Ralph actually had some important things to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. And again, this, this billboard uh, notably has no YouTube comments <laughs> embedded on it either. Sure. The amount of subscribers are not about, you should watch these specific people because they have a ton of subscribers. I think the billboard is more about, you can be one of these people. You can be considered primetime entertainment. If you want to be on a TV show, look no further than YouTube because you can be the TV show mm. if you get these amount of subscribers. You can be a star. That is, yeah. That's good. All you have to do is fall off the roof onto a trampoline and bounce over the neighborhood fence into a pool, like what Steven watches every day at midnight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Ralph breaks the internet. One other thing I just wanted to point out I liked, the um, Ralph gets a virus because he wants to break the game that Vanellope wants to be a part of. Best part of the movie, her realizing that he sent a virus into her game to try to break the game. Yes. And like the kind of betrayal. Yes. That was the hard, like the hardest hitting part of the movie. That was excellent. Yes. And, and him basically realizing like, I've really stooped to some evil all for the sake right. of keeping things as they were. I, I am, I no longer did loving things for my friend because I cared more about keeping them around than their own fulfillment. That was a good moment. I did think it was funny that when the virus worm was scanning for things in the world to infect, yep. did you catch what he was saying? He was scanning for insecurities. Oh, yes, yes. Which is yes. a double entendre, scanning for technical insecurities, but also emotional insecurities. Insecurities, sure. A la Wreck-It Ralph. I did not like the end of this movie. Yeah, you didn't like the big Ralph? No, no, it's... It, uh... It falls into the trap of there needs to be some big set piece at the end. There needs to be some big uh, giant action, bigger, better, faster, more dangerous thing at the end. Yeah. So a bil billion Ralphs making up a giant Ralph. Eh, eh, that didn't do much for me. That didn't do much for me at all. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't crazy about all that ending scenes with the many little ralphs kind of creepy at times a little zombie like mm -hmm. i was i was not not with it a little world war z but yeah. uh, wreck it ralph style yeah yeah i, I could have done without it but uh, the final final scenes where ralph is facetiming vanellope and he's talking about oh yeah the you know vanellope said there's nothing like those hamburgers from that place over here. Burger and time. Burger time. And Ralph was like, oh, I'll bring you some when I come visit. I thought, again, that brought it back to a nice real life example sure. of maybe what long distance friends could be today. Exactly. And uh, it was kind of funny. We didn't really talk about it, but Fix-It Felix and his wife from, the <laughs> from that other video game. Adopting the sh the, uh, the Sugar Rush Racers. The Sugar Rush Racers. And uh, when the final scenes, uh, they say, oh, yeah, we've discovered the secret to parenting. And it's and then a bunch of cars drive by and you can't hear what they say. Yes. That was funny. I 
I was down with How that. How cute. Yes, that was fine. Anyway, it was fine. 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 So let's let's rate this movie, Nate. And I think on a scale of zero to five YouTube comments. Ooh. Because that was one of the deep moments of the movie. Let's talk about the internet. Zero to five YouTube comments. Nate, what would you give Ralph Breaks the Internet? I'm going to give Ralph Breaks the Internet two and a half internet comments. <laughs> okay. Now, I know that we just watched Overboard last week and I gave it three and a half. And yes, I'm currently staying with my parents. And yes, they're giving me uh, some grief. Bit of a hard time about that ranking. Are they really? But I hold to it. I'll hold to it. I will hold strong. I would watch Overboard again before I watch Ralph Breaks the Internet. I don't have much of an intention to watch this movie again. Maybe when uh, when kids are involved in my life. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, yes, as a grown adult with no kids in the room i don't plan to watch this movie again it was perfectly fine it didn't resonate with me too much it had some great lessons to be learned they just weren't lessons specifically for me fair enough fair enough i will rate it closely and i'm tired of ralph i'll just say it i'm a little tired of wreck it ralph please don't make a third movie please I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think Ralph should be retired at this point. But I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to go with a, a, a whole round number to make Tom, Tom, Pom, Tom Bombadilla happy. <laughs> I'm going to go with three out of five YouTube comments. I do think it has some valuable lessons that it teaches in a creative way. For a Disney movie, I don't think it's one of the better ones. You know, obviously they make great movies, stellar mm -hmm. motion pictures. I don't think this is one of their best. It was nominated for Best Animated Film in 2018, which maybe there just wasn't a ton of other <laughs> great movies out there. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Yes, yes, I agree. And So I, I don't think it, it should have won, but uh, I think it was decent. Again, I think if you have kids... I think, yeah, go see it, rent it. Maybe when it comes out on Netflix, check it out. Some good internet discussion after you watch the movie, I would assume. Yeah, and I think especially ages like 8 or 9 to 11 or 12, it might really uh, give you some stuff to talk about. So there's some value there. So yeah, three, three YouTube comments for me. All right. Nate, you suggested an interesting top five. Yes. yes, 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 yes. And I, and I kind of struggled because I, I honestly don't remember a lot of these. Oh no! Maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe no, we no, shouldn't no, no. do this. No, I looked it up. I have my list. I'm ready to go. Is it Nate? Tell our listeners what top five are we doing today? <laughs> today, because they were included in this movie, we yes. are doing top five Disney princesses. And if you are not going to watch Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I'm perfectly fine with you not watching this movie, watch at least the scene of her meeting the Disney princesses and her doing the the Disney-esque princess song. Uh, I think that's worth a watch on BuzzTube or YouTube in our world. Now, would Baymax count as a Disney princess? I was just curious. No. <laughs> no, you've already summarized that whole movie. You have to move uh, on. Oh, that's okay. Fair enough. No, I was just kidding. I do not have Baymax in my list. Number five, Mulan from the movie Mulan. Technically, Fa Mulan. 
I think is their full name. Okay. She's not really, I guess, not technically a princess. She counts. She was on the list I searched. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Went off to war. Pretty cool. That's all I have to say. Number five, Mulan. My number five is Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. The, all the colors of the wind. Mm-hmm. Even if just for that song alone, mm-hmm. I, alone, I think she deserves to be on this uh, on this list. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I'll do honorable mention for her. She has a really iconic uh, looking uh, looking off with like the wind blowing over, like blowing her hair over her yep. face. Iconic, yes. Number four for me is Belle. Now I have a uh, sort of a love hate with uh, the character. She is great super smart super kind but the whole uh stockholm syndrome thing <laughs> does kind of yes. play a sneak into my mind a little bit but as a character i always growing up she was my favorite as an adult she's still going to be number four for me yeah really great all right very kind to her father too that's a very underrated part like her trying to rescue her father yeah yeah maurice crazy old maurice very good well, my number four was your number five is Mulan. Pretty uh, skilled uh, martial artist, fun to watch. So Mulan, number four. Excellent. For me, number three, I have Moana. Okay. Now, Moana is technically, I guess, a princess if she's the daughter of the chief of her island. Fair. So I will, that's even, feels great. Moana, as far as, like, person I would like my... Uh, young hypothetical future daughter to uh look up to i think moana might be at the top okay yeah i think i'm gonna give her number three because my next two i feel like have uh even a little bit more coolness behind them okay i had not seen moana yet so i i didn't feel right okay putting her in yeah 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 i understand number three is bell mm-hmm. i put bell as my number three mm-hmm. for the reasons you stated and i I didn't want to ask this question preemptively, but you know the live-action Beauty and the Beast, I feel also contributes to viewing this Disney princess. Sure, and I really liked I liked Emma Watson as Belle, and right? So the original animated version plus Emma Watson, right? I put Belle as number three. Number three. Yep. yep. Great call. All right. Number two, for me, I don't know how to say it correctly. Is it Anna? Is it Anna? I think it's Anna. I said Anna and it felt wrong. Anna from Frozen. Yeah. Yep. 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 I think Anna is sneaky, sneaky, a top character in a Disney movie. Yes. Much more than Elsa. I know Elsa gets all the shine because of her Let It Go song and her ice powers, which are pretty cool. They are cool. Anna has no powers, but is just, do you want to build a snowman? is sneaky sneaky good of a song her desire to go basically rescue her sister and to convince her sister to like come back to the good side right anna's one downfall is her love for hans who spoiler alert is a bad guy oh but to be fair i couldn't see hans being bad when i first watched the movie either so we were both tricked anna (laughs) that's right and she now has like a rogue a rogue-esque uh, streak in her hair, too. So That's right. That is right. Also mm-hmm. super cool. 
Yeah, that was a good foreshadowing. That was good. I, I'm going to put Anna in my honorable mentions. I think uh, she, mm, okay. she, she deserved that. Well, my number two is Elsa from mm-hmm. Frozen as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty epic. The ice powers are super cool. Mm-hmm. And Idina Menzel voicing that character is uh, pretty great. And I think I will also insert the clip of John Travolta attempting to Adele pronounce Dezine. Idina Menzel. <laughs> it's so funny. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented, one and only, Adele Dazeen. It's a gift that keeps giving. It's <laughs> good. All right. Well, give me your number one. I'm hoping maybe it's the same. Uh, it probably won't be. Okay. I will fight for this princess all day. Oh, boy. Oh, I know who you're going to do. Well, I don't know. Well, let do me... you? Okay. You want to guess? I bet you won't be able to guess. Ariel. No, not okay. Ariel. <laughs> My number one okay. is Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Okay. Yeah. From yeah. the movie Tangled. Yeah. Now, here is my here is my pitch. I'm gonna give you a thirty second pitch. Okay. Rapunzel starts out super naive, but it's understandable because she's been trapped in a tower her whole life. Right, right. She is funny, she is caring and loving. She deals with the fact the person who raised her is basically like a <laughs> wicked, wicked woman. Yep. So she kind of really just cruises through that desiring for family falls in love with Flynn in like a believable way brings joy and Enneagram sevenness to all of like the rough guys at the, the local mm-hmm. pub. Right. She right. is a dreamer. She is inspirational. She becomes a great leader for her people and kind to these, to the, the next generation and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's willing to sacrifice herself for Flynn at one point in time, willing to like, greater love yep knows nothing of this whatever i forgot the bible first <laughs> great there there is no greater love than this laying down one's life for a friend yeah with great power the... comes great responsibility no, yeah yeah <laughs> stanley one two yeah <laughs> oh that's blasphemous okay good anyway rapunzel willing to lay down her life for her friend yes in this movie shows courage she has she's baller with a frying pan. She has great songs, super kind, filled with joy. Rapunzel number one. Don't at me. <laughs> no, I think that's a good choice. I think that's reasonable. All right. Well, my number one. I know what it is. Okay, you guess. You guess, and I'll probably Jasmine. That's correct. Jasmine is correct. Part, partly, it's hard because Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie right? growing up. I think it was actually the first Disney movie I saw. For some, reason, I did, for some reason, I did not see Little Mermaid first, even though it came out earlier. Aladdin right. was my, my first Disney movie. And I loved that movie so much. I mean, Do you know that Bryce Dallas Howard's playing Jasmine in the new Aladdin movie? Are you for real? No. I was like, I didn't think so. I really wasn't. I didn't think so. I know Will Smith is playing the genie. 
Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, that remains to be seen um, how that goes. But anyway, yes, Jasmine, my number one. My wife actually dressed up as Jasmine for an early Halloween, uh, bef- back when her family actually did Halloween <laughs> <laughs> when she was a kid. Uh, but yeah, Jasmine with uh, her tiger, Raja. So what, what is it about Jasmine that makes you rate her number one? I mean, I feel like... I know, obviously, the movie's great. The movie's great. I feel like she was not swept off her feet quickly, despite Aladdin's charming, you know, trying to woo her. You know, mm. I, she remained unconvinced for a time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even in the final scene, she was... When she was in that hourglass being, you know, almost drowned with sand, she was kind of helpless. But before and after that, she was not afraid to stand up for herself and defy Jafar. And, you know, she wasn't total damsel in distress. She, I think, had fight in her. So, yeah. Okay. Very good. I've definitely had nightmares of being trapped in a a giant hourglass before, to be honest. That hourglass and the giant uh, viper snake or whatever, it's pretty impressionable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. with you there. Bad day. Bad day. Yeah. Anyway, well, we did our, our top Disney princesses. We did it. Thanks for doing that with me. Yeah, no, that's good. I, uh, now I feel like I really need to rethink these like, because there are some that I think, oh, maybe I should have included them. I was, looking at, I was looking at one list and it was, <laughs> it listed Sleeping Beauty as one of the lowest on the thing because it's like, yes. she just sleeps Princess the whole Aurora. Time. <laughs> right. She has animals. Uh, she can like yeah, talks to the dance with animals, which is nice. Right. I didn't actually know Aurora's name until I saw her on the list. Aurora. Patreon.com slash movies on the side. Would love to have you go there, support us, and get access to the bonus content that is there. We're also going to maybe start posting some pictures and stuff that only our Patreon supporters will see. I think uh, Nate is going to dress up like Aladdin. And uh, I'm going to dress up like yeah, Baymax. That's, we're going to take selfies That's together. exactly not great. true. Yes. And, uh, of course, follow us on Instagram at Movies on the Side. You can see that picture of the Sapphire Sea... Sle- <clears throat> excuse me. You can see that picture of the Sapphire Sea Slug that Chelsea so beautifully created for us. And uh, a bunch of other fun stuff over there. So follow us on Instagram. All right. But our worth is not tied up in how many people follow us on Instagram or how no, many no. people listen to this podcast. No. Because I love this. That's right. Our family, our Mott's fam. That's all we care about. Absolutely.